I'm going to read from the Bible now. I'm going to read that story from Luke 5. Verse 17 onwards. One day, Jesus was teaching, and Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there. They had come from every village of Galilee and from Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal those who were ill. Some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to take him into the house to lay him before Jesus. When they could not find a way to do this because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on his mat through the tiles into the middle of the crowd, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up, take up your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. And they were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. When you're growing up, you perhaps have the ambition to be independent. Independent of your parents, you want to be independent financially. Of course, it's a myth, we're all dependent on each other. And when we see someone like Jonathan Bryan in the video there, we realise... Here's someone completely and utterly dependent on on others, dependent on prayer, dependent on the love of his family, dependent on his oxygen cylinder being changed extremely regularly. And it is uncomfortable for us because we have it drilled into us that we want to be independent. But being dependent actually is the way God's made us to be. And there's something so powerful to learn from this. God never intended us just to do whatever we want, whenever we want it, the way we wanted to do it. We're made to be dependent. And that's not weakness. We're made to be vulnerable. And that's not failure. Jesus himself, in this passage, was teaching and healing the sick. And we're told here, the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal those who were ill. The implication is, if the power of the Lord had not been with Jesus, he could not have healed anybody. For the phrase, power of the Lord, read Holy Spirit. Jesus' whole ministry and whole life was totally dependent on the Holy Spirit. He could do nothing apart from by the Spirit. And he also only ever did what he saw the Father doing. His life 
was one of total dependence. He was not a lone ranger doing whatever he wanted. And if Jesus needed to do that, how much more do we need to do that? Live a life of dependence on God. And if we want to see healing, how much more do we need just to rely on God, rely on the presence of God? Now, we don't know the story of this paralyzed man. Had he had an accident at work? We don't know. Was he like that from birth? We don't know. Had a condition worsen? We don't know. But we do know one thing. This man had friends. And it was when Jesus saw the faith of the friends that he said what he said. And I ask again, as I asked earlier in the service, have you got friends? Can you be a friend to someone? And can you be the kind of friend, can we be the kind of friend that will unroof the roof for the one we're praying for? This man had friends who thought he was worth it. And they were prepared to cause a kerfuffle. Don't you like that word? They were prepared to upset the apple cart and disrupt the meeting. Now, the religious, good people, the Pharisees, teachers of the law, were all sat there, they had their prime places, and they'd come from miles around to hear this rabbi teaching. But these people thought, we are desperate. Now, is anyone desperate here? Are you desperate for a touch from God? Are you desperate for God to move in your life or in the life of a friend of yours? These people were desperate. And so, as Jonathan said in that video, they thought out of the box. They went up on the roof. You could do that. The stairs were outside. The roof was flat. And they broke down the roof because they were so adamant that their friend needed to encounter Jesus. Because nothing really matters in life apart from an encounter with Jesus. We've got to meet Jesus. And so they thought, we've got to do this. I don't know if they fixed the roof up afterwards or they just left it for someone else to sort out. (laughs) They lowered the man down. And as Jesus saw their faith, he said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, this was out-of-the-box thinking for Jesus. Now, the Pharisees didn't like what he said and it didn't fit in their theological box. They say, hang on, only God has the authority to forgive sins. Now, we know that Jesus does have authority to forgive sins. But I know sometimes we say, well, but you have to say sorry. You have to pray the sinner's prayer. You have to repent to receive Jesus' forgiveness. But there's no record of any sinner's prayer or the man saying sorry. Jesus just saw the faith and said, friend, your sins are forgiven. Jesus was acting out of perhaps the box that we have as he spoke words of forgiveness. Now there are times where in the Gospels and also throughout history, people have connected suffering, sickness, disability with sin. We say, well, they must have sinned. 
Now, Jesus blows that out of the water in the story of the man born blind in John chapter 9. But does he pray that here? Because Does he say that here because the, main, the man must have sinned because he's paralyzed? No. He declares it because whatever our physical state, the most important thing is to know that we're right with God. To know that our sins are forgiven. There is no greater gift than to know that we are all right with God. There is nothing more important than to know that we're okay with God. Friend, your sins are forgiven. And Jesus knows what the Pharisees are thinking. And he says, I want you to know though, that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. At the end of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says, all authority and has been in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Here he declares, all authority to forgive sins on earth. Oh, that has never stopped. Jesus has authority to forgive sins. So when we pray to Jesus, we don't have to keep striving and struggling and hoping he's forgiveness. It's done. It's sorted out. It's forgiven. The cross says it and the communion table says it. Your sins are forgiven. I want you to know this. Jesus wants you to know that your sins are forgiven that you are right with God. Do you know that today? So he says to the paralyzed man, almost as an afterthought, get up, take your mat, go home, and instantly the man is healed. Everyone's amazed. Give praise to God. Jesus is with us today. And he still works wonders. And he still heals. And the man was miraculously healed. But healing comes in different ways, as Steve told us. This man was healed because of the faith of his friends. And we have the opportunity to be a healing community through friendship. Through walking and journeying with one another. Through ups and through downs. We need each other. We depend on each other. It's the way God has made us. I know Clint Eastwood was like the man with no name, rode into town, rode out again, and we kind of like that idea, you know. But that's not the way God meant us to be. So let's raise the roof and let's break the roof. <laughs> Think outside the box in terms of what God can and does do. Ask, as Jonathan said on that video. Ask. Don't make assumptions. Steve was implying. Let's journey together as a family. Now, do we have questions? Yes, we do. Is there mystery? Yes, there is. And we live in life with tension and mystery, and we don't understand it all. And yet, simple answer is to turn to Jesus and praise him for what he's doing. So before we finish, sing our final song, I'd just like us to pray.
I thank you, Lord. For your power at work. Thank you that you are good. And Lord, I thank you that there is authority in your name, Lord Jesus. And we proclaim that authority in this church, in our own lives. And I thank you for the privilege that we have to journey together as friends. To bring ourselves, but also each other to you. Amen. Thank you, Dan. A final song. Please stand if you're able.